0: Well, God bless you. Thankful once again to being you guys as presence for the greatness of God's word. And uh, my wife, my wonderful wife, once again gets to hear me teach for the third time because mm-hmm. you guys know my habit is to always share whatever it is I'm working in the Word with her first. Mm-hmm. So this is probably about the third time <laughs> she's heard this. So I'm just excited to be able to share some of this greatness of this word with you. We all understand the uniqueness of language and how people talk right and one day I was just sitting up thinking and listening to different conversations throughout the day and people constantly use figures of speech to talk and they don't even know that they're doing that and so one of the things that came up or one of the figures of speech we use a lot or I have heard a lot is if When someone is angry or has been angry, we say, boy, that person blew their lid, right? You ever heard that? Or another way they say it is, boy, he almost blew a gasket, right? Because he's angry, he's upset. Um, So they've lost some kind of emotional control. So that's the use of the figure of speech. So I have with me tonight a little Ziploc container. Or Tupperware. I know all you women are like, thank God for Tupperware, right? (laughs) And so this can hold only so much, right? And then you take the lid and you put the lid on it and you close it. See that? So this lid currently as I'm using it has a safety and a protection to it, right? If I had something in it, it wouldn't come out. I wasn't overly confident, that's why I didn't pour in it. in this. <laughs> it is still in the census realm and I didn't want to pour stuff out all up here, but just imagine if this had something in it and it tipped over. It contains it, right? So that's one positive aspect of a lid, yet there is a definite negative aspect to a lid. A lid can be a barrier or a limit. See how that works? If there's a lid on something, it can be a barrier or a limit. So tonight, I want to teach you, and God wants you to have permission to blow your lid. So that's what we're going to look at tonight. Blow your lid and how to do that. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. And we understand that when we go to the church epistles, Romans through Thessalonians, that they're built on a pattern, meaning there's a doctrinal epistle, reproof epistle, correctional epistle. Then there's doctrine, reproof, correction. And then when you get to Thessalonians, it's strictly doctrinal. There's no reproof correction in that, because the way Thessalonians is written is talking about the return of Jesus Christ and for that's what's going to happen last, so so that's why it's written that way. So when we get here to Colossians, Colossians is a correctional epistle. So then when you read the word in a correctional epistle, even though there's going to be great word in here, you have to ask yourself, why? Why did God say this the way he said it in a correctional epistle? So here in Colossians chapter 2, one of those great verses that we often retemorize or memorize, and in verse 10, it says, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and what? Power. Power. Ye are complete in him. That verse is found in a correctional epistle. So guess, guess what that tells me? That lets me know that these believers had got to the point that they were beginning to practice to the degree that they established a new doctrine that they were complete in something else. So therefore, Paul, by revelation, has to remind the believers, no, you're not complete in anything except who? Christ Jesus. You're complete in him. Wow. So they were thinking that their spiritual completeness was in in something else or came by something else other than Christ. But now let's look at it from this perspective. If I am complete... Which means I have no lack then why live like you have lack because the word says you are complete in him you have no lack God in Christ in you is limitless so why put a lid on it? why limit yourself to what you think you can do or capable of doing instead of lining up your life with what the word says so what I want you to see tonight that tonight now is the day and time for you and I to blow our lid in any category any phase of life you want it's time for you to blow your lid this word says you're complete in Christ there's no limitations for you so don't allow a government don't allow a political system don't even allow a ministry to put a limit on who you are in Christ I can do anything because the word says I can. I don't have any limits. Don't tell me what I can do. Don't tell me how I can serve based on my weakness, based on some uh, fallacy, based on some weakness I may have, because the word still says I'm complete in Christ. You and I can go serve, go do whatever we want to do as long as it lines up with the word. So why not blow your lid? Jesus Christ came to give you a life which is more than abundant. Why not get after it? Why why are we continuing spiritually to window shop? Wow, look at that. That's so great. I wish I had that. No, it's time to blow your lid. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. You ever have dreams? I've said this before. Doing big things for God, big things for your family. Your wildest dream does not shock God. And I'm going to show you why. Look here in verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him, that's God, that is what? able. And now we know from the word we've been taught that that's a mathematical equation. That God's ability equals God's what? Willingness. willingness whatever God's able to do he's willing to do whatever God's willing to do he's able to do now unto him that is able and willing that's what I put in my mind to remind myself of that to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh where in, in us. us God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think So how big can you think? How big can you ask? Whatever it is, God's able to go exceedingly, abundantly beyond that. So guess where the limit is in your thinking? Guess where the limit is in your mouth in terms of what you talk, what you confess? Remember the great teaching? uh, If a guy tells you today, oh, I know by this time next year I'm going to be dead. What's going to happen? He's going to be dead. Why? Because he just determined it by what comes out of his mouth. What about the person who wants red drapes in their house? Mm. Set in on that, locked in on that. What do they get? Polka dot? (laughs) No, they get what it is they believe and they ask for. What about the person that says, oh, I'll never have that. That's such a nice house. I'll never have that. You know what? You're right. You'll never get it. Because you've put a limit in your mind, in your thinking. You've put a lid on what you think you're capable of having. And God is trying to tell you tonight, it's time to blow that lid. It's time to blow your lid. It's time to get the limits off of your relationship with your Heavenly Father. How far do you want to take your relationship with God? Just think about that. Anytime you approach God, God's never going to say, stop! Stop! You, always, you already used up your quota. <laughs> You've talked to me too much today. Stop. Go away. In fact, come back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Then I'll have time for you. How far do you want to take your relationship with the Father? It's time to blow off the limits in your life. When I was growing up, they used to have this show, and they've remade it 100 times, Star Trek. Remember that? And remember when it first opened up, it would say, you know, The universe or whatever that guy was saying, and all the different places no man had gone. And just before the aircraft (laughs) shot past on the screen, it said to boldly go where no man has gone before. That's you. It's our day and time to boldly go where no man, no believer has ever gone before. That's your day. It's your time. It's it's up to you if you want to blow the lid off this thing. Let's go to... uh, Take your Bibles. and go to Matthew chapter 5. The Christ in you is designed for you to rule and to dominate and not to live in this limit confines of the census realm. I'm pretty excited. I have to come down here a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's your day. It's your time. God doesn't want you to live with handcuffs. doesn't want you to live with limits. And even this teaching sometimes, if we don't teach the word accurately, the word can get twisted in a believer's mind, and the word becomes a limit. This whole teaching around living on a needs basis, if that is not taught properly, that becomes a lid. Becomes a lid. Need basis. Can't bust through it because I'm living on a need basis. God said he came or gave his son Jesus Christ for you to live a life which is more than abundant more than abundant. Does that sound like need? That's two different categories. Mm-hmm. Come that you might have a life that is more than abundant in every phase and in every category of life. Blow the lid off that stuff. Blow it out. You got cobwebs in your thinking in your mind, shake them out. Blow the lid off this thing. I wanna show you tonight four keys to blowing your lid. Four keys and we're gonna hit every one of these briefly key number one and we're going to come back and go over these Keys number, key number one increase your time spent with the Father key number two recognize your position in Christ key number three increase your expectation and then key number four is manifest Holy Spirit. So four keys, increase your time spent with the Father, recognize your position in Christ, increase your expectations, and then the fourth one is manifest Holy Spirit. So let's start with this first one, increase your time spent with the Father. You're in Matthew five? Okay, give me a second, I need to get there. Matthew chapter five, look at verse six. Increase your time. So how do I spend time with the Father? I gotta increase my study time. I gotta increase my prayer time. I have to increase speaking in tongues. That's your way of spending time with the Father. Spending time in this word, praying with your understanding, and then praying in the spirit or speaking in tongues. Increase it, double it, triple it, quadruple it. If there's things standing in your way that keeps you from spending more time with the Father, then I bet you those are probably things you need to get rid of. It's better that I go home and study the word for four hours than sit in front of the TV box for four hours. So get rid of those things that keep you from spending time with the Father. Look here in Matthew 5, verse 6. It says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what? Mm-hmm. Filled. Blessed is that person that does hunger and this word hunger here means to be famished or craving get that mental picture you're to be famished and you're to be craving and thirsting after righteousness for they shall be filled now listen to this out of the amplified blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous in that state in which the born-again child of God enjoys. His favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness and right standing with God. For they shall be completely satisfied, completely satisfied. The more I hunger after God and the things of God is where my satisfaction is going to come in. If there's things in your life going on right now that you're not satisfied with, According to this verse, completely satisfied, that's the category where you got to live. Because you can't get the complete satisfaction that the father wants you. So that's the place where you got to live. If you're not completely satisfied with your finances, you got to live there. You're not completely satisfied in your relationship with your children, you got to live there. You're not completely satisfied in your marriage, you got to live there. You're not completely satisfied with how you're walking with God, teaching the word, witnessing. Those are all based because you got to live there. But God made it available for you to blow it. (laughs) Not in a negative sense, but in a positive way. He made it available for you to blow your lid. You ever see that commercial on TV, the, the, the most incredible man in the world? He advertises the beer commercial. At the end of every commercial, guess what he says? Who remembers? Stay thirsty, stay thirsty yeah. my friend. There it is right there. At the end of every commercial, there's just a picture of his face. And he says, stay thirsty, my friends. That's what Jesus Christ is trying to tell the disciples. Stay thirsty after God. Stay after the things of God. Increase your time with the Father. Huh. Key number two, recognize your position in Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. You know who recognized their position in Christ? The first century church. Did you see what the believers did as you read the book of Acts once they got Holy Spirit? See how they turned the culture upside down? See how they blew off their lids? You see what happened to Peter when he got born again, recognized who he was in Christ? He wasn't the same guy he was in the Gospels. What happened with the Apostle Paul when he got Christ in him? Wow. (laughs) Think about that. Every lid he had, and he would have had some. Maybe like condemnation from having all those Christian believers killed. But he blew through that lid. He might have had some fear and other things going on in his life, but he blew through that. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Recognizing your position in Christ. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, what's the next word? (laughs) Hath. And that's in what tense? Past tense, meaning it's already been done. Who hath blessed us with three quarters. (laughs) Half, no, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in who? Christ. Christ. You've already been blessed with all the spiritual blessings. Now the question you have to ask yourself is, why have I not manifested them? Because you got to live somewhere in your heart, somewhere in your thinking, somewhere in our habits of life. We have lids put on this life that God never wanted us to have. How can God who said that the mystery is the eternal purpose That's what he says, that the mystery of God was his eternal purpose, is what he wanted before he even created us. He wanted this mystery revealed. And then when God goes and reveals the mystery, he's going to turn around and put limits on it. It's his eternal purpose. He waited for the day of Pentecost so he could hear a man speak in tongues. So he could see that that man had Christ within. It was his eternal purpose. And then when we get to the eternal purpose of God, we honestly believe that God decided to put a limit with it. God decided to blow this thing off the doors, man. You ever read in Peter where the word says the angels were looking for this day and couldn't find it? They wanted to look into this. You ever read the Old Testament where those prophets were looking for this day? So, how can this be a day of limitation? Blow your lid. You got to blow your lid. In Christ, we triumph. In Christ, we have the victory. In Christ, it says we are more than what? Conquerors. All of that is in Christ. Point three let's increase our expectation. Look at Psalm 62. Psalm 62. I don't know if you guys read this, but they just discussed here recently, and this is a sporting event, but I just want to share this with you to make my point. They just uh, talked about how much it cost Magic Johnson and his group to buy the Los Angeles Dodgers. Cost them $2.5 billion to buy the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, each person who was a part of this group contributed something to that 2.5 million. Magic Johnson contributed, out of his own account, $50 million. They said that Magic Johnson is probably worth $700 million from his investments and his business deals, $50 million. So I got to thinking about expectation. If Magic Johnson was my father, you think I might be able to get something from him? You think he might be able to buy me a piece of bubble gum? You think he might, hey, Dad, hey, Magic, <laughs> I want this nice car. Can you get it for me? Sure, son. Go ahead, go get it. That's if Magic Johnson is your father. Now I'm asking ask you as a believer, who's your daddy? compare your daddy to Magic Johnson (laughs) so is there anything you can't ask God for so why haven't you increased your expectation of your father who wants to do for you He's not going to grab you and say, Larry, ask me for this. Please, Larry, ask me for this. you got to make up in your mind to increase your expectation and go to your heavenly father and say, Hey, father. Hey, dad. According to your word, I need this. I need this. And you said you would get it for me. And I'm going to show you that. Who's your daddy? (laughs) Psalm 62. Look at verse one. Truly. And this is David. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. Now watch verse 5. My soul wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from who? Him. Him. My expectation is from who? God. That's where David put his expectation at. In God. Whatever I need, God's got it. Because he's already said he's blessed me with all spiritual blessings. Whatever I need. The problem is between you and the Father, you have a lid that you got to blow, that you got to get rid of. Because somewhere deep down inside of us, we have not fully recognized that we're righteous. And that I have a right to stand before God and ask God for things. And expect God to do what? Deliver. You go out in the world and tell people God's gonna deliver for you and they'll look at you like you're crazy. Okay. So what? So what what the world says? What do you know about your relationship with your heavenly father? Look at Psalms 57. Increase your expectation. Psalms 57. Starting verse 1. David says, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be what? Overpass. That is a great verse to memorize in light of what's going on in our country. I'm going to hide myself under the shadow of God's wing until these calamities do what? Overpass. Don't get shook up by what you're seeing. Don't get shook up by the whole political process. I'm going to hide myself under the wings of God until these political economic calamities that are happening in our country do what? Overpass. And God promises to take care of us. Now watch this in verse 2. David says I will cry unto God most high Unto God that performeth all things for who? Me Me." God performs all things for who? Me Was David a son of God? No David didn't have Christ within But David knew that God would perform all things Not for somebody else But for me and you know what that word perform means? It means to finish, to accomplish, to execute, to complete. So what do you want God to perform? How big can you believe? Take the lid off your believing and off your life and let God perform. Your work is in the category of believing in the renewed mind. God is the one that has to bring everything else. And he says he will perform for you as an individual. He will perform for Xavier if Xavier believes the word. He will perform for Don Smith if Don Smith believes the word. He will perform. You ever seen a performance? You know, tap dance and nice and people applaud and clap. That was a great performance. What about the performance of God? When you go out tonight, unless it's cloudy, look up in the sky and see God's performance. His stars. When you wake up tomorrow, unless it's cloudy, look up over here at these foothills and see God's performance. And God wants to do that kind of thing for you. we got to increase our expectation. Psalm 68. Still under this category of increasing our expectation. That's how we're going to blow the lid. Psalm 68. We read this verse before, but look at it again. Verse 19. Bless be the Lord who daily loadeth us with what benefits. benefits. Even the God of our salvation. What does God want to do with His benefits? He wants to give it to you and load it on you. How often? Mm-hmm. Daily. What's your expectation? I call this dump truck believing. <laughs> you ever seen a dump truck bah, beep 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 as it's backing up about to unload? You ought to hear some beep beep in your life every day because God is about to unload on you. And if he doesn't unload, it's because of what? I got a lid. God wants to do this, or how often? A daily basis sometimes we would be happy if it was just once a year (laughs) just once a year God unload something on me but God says he wants to do it on a daily basis so get the lid out fourth key manifest Holy Spirit manifest Holy Spirit God's given us the one gift called Holy Spirit but that one gift has nine working parts to it you understand that And God gives us what we need to live abundantly. So, if God gave me nine parts, then how many am I supposed to use? Nine. We used to have this saying in our ministry that says, all nine, all the time. I haven't heard that in about 15 years. God gave you all nine. How often am I supposed to use them? All nine, all the time. That's what it's going to take to live a life which is more than abundant. That's what it's going to take to blow the lid off this thing. It's all nine of the manifestations. If I just needed to speak in tongues, then that's all God would have gave us. And here's a little key, people. God not only wants you to blow the lid off this thing for yourself, then he wants you to go blow the lid off for other people. And without the manifestation of Holy Spirit, you won't be able to do it. And I'm going to show you that here in a minute. Now we understand we got nine manifestations broken down into three groups. Number one, the worship manifestations. Speaking in tongues, tongues with interpretation, and what? Prophecy. Prophecy. Then we got the revelation manifestation. Speaking in, uh, not speaking in tongues, excuse me. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and what? Discerning spirits. These manifestations here under, the, under revelation tells us what the score is. Let's us know what's really happening in the spirit realm so that we're not getting fooled and getting deceived. God tells us really what's going on. Then we get to what's called the impartation manifestations, which are what? What's the first one? Believing. Believing. What else? Miracles. Miracles and gifts, yes. gifts of healing. These bring God's solution to the natural realm. These impartation manifestations is what's going to cause you to be able to blow the lid off for other people. Without those, you won't be able to operate fully in what God gave you. You're going to have to operate all nine. Look at Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Man, God, do men go through menopause? Am I having a hot (laughs) flash? Good Lord, it's a little warm to me. I'm sorry. Mark chapter three. My feet are cold. (laughs) Starting at verse one, and he, Jesus Christ, entered again into the synagogue. We're in Mark chapter three, and he, Jesus Christ, entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a what? Withered hand. There's a problem. See that? God didn't design men to have withered hands. This man had a need. This man had some kind of lid. Some kind of limitation. And they, he's talking about the religious guides, watched him, Jesus Christ, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him, meaning accuse Jesus Christ. They weren't, They didn't give a hill of beans about the guy with the withered hand. They just wanted to know if Jesus Christ was going to do something outside of their religious system so that they could accuse Jesus Christ. Guess what? He did. (laughs) He did something completely outside the religious system. Verse three. And he saith unto the man which which had the withered hand stand forth. And he said unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. Sure did. They shut up. That was good. Verse 5. And when he had looked round about on them with joy. No. No, he was angry. Being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. By revelation and operating the impartation manifestation, Jesus Christ brought healing to this man. He blew the lid off for this man. Now this word doesn't tell me how long this man had a withered hand. Doesn't matter. But God worked in this situation to get it taken care of. Now is the day for you and I to blow the lid off. To blow the lid off ourselves. To blow the lid off the sick. To blow the lid off this culture by our manifesting Holy Spirit. This is our day and time. Now is the time for you and I to rise up and claim what is legally ours in Christ. Never, ever again returning to the bondage of the old man nature or to religious legalism. Now is the time to move in the limitless Christ. And blow off every lid the adversary has put on us in our mind. A life without limits awaits you and me. We got to go get it and we got to claim it. One last verse. Joshua chapter 1. I'm free and so are you. Time to start moving like it. And if you see me in the coming days, coming weeks, coming months, doing things I haven't done before, it's because I'm moving in the limitlessness of Christ. I'm not going to sit and allow and wait for people to tell me who I am, what I can do, and what I can accomplish. Because I'm free in Christ Jesus, and so are you. There's no more limits to this thing. Let's blow the lid off this thing, right? Let's blow the roof off, as they would say in the vernacular of our day and time. Joshua chapter 1, right on the heels of the death of Moses, God comes to Joshua and he's about to tell them to pass over into the promised land. Now watch this in verse 3, he tells Joshua, every place that the soul, Joshua 1 verse 3, every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. Every place that their foot in this new land tread upon was theirs. If they could only walk one mile, that's all they got. If they could walk a hundred miles, God said every place that where their foot tread, it was theirs. So here's your question tonight as I close out. Where can you in your renewed mind tread in God's word? Therefore, it's all yours. Wherever you can tread in this word with your renewed mind, with no doubt, no fear, knowing that God has no more limits for you, it's yours. It's yours. So it's time for you and I to blow the lid off this thing. It's time for you to boldly go where no believer has gone before. That's what I wanted to share with you.